It's Christmas Eve, and the present that you're about to get is a Kansas City Chiefs versus Las Vegas Raiders matchup on Christmas Day. We hope that you're excited about it. What's going to happen, and how do you take advantage of this opportunity today on Locked On Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. A rare Sunday afternoon while ball games are going on. We're breaking down pregame for you for tomorrow on Christmas Day. We're looking very forward to it. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. We are live here. If you are not with us yet, make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube, as well as joining on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere you get a free podcast because you can find us there every time, all the time maybe even five more than five days a week. If you would like to get into that, we appreciate it because that's what we do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That means your team every day for free. A lot going on here. You can check out the Lost feed as well. That is Lockdown Sports Today. Also, 24-7 of all of our shows. A ton going on there. If you want in on the text line, it's 816-357-8781, and you can get there as well. Lot to cover here as we get ready for pregame on what is a very unique situation, and it presents the Chiefs an opportunity. How do they take advantage of that today? I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, where we go over the draft and all team building aspects, and RGR football. If you haven't seen that yet, check it out. Shout out to everybody that I've seen the last couple of days. Appreciate seeing folks around town. I am here, and it's nice to see everyone in person. So Chris is my partner, Chiefs corner.com you want to get in there and he'll run down all the quarterback stats that you need to know third down in particular is what we're tracking this year and all the capology he's got a ton of information for you so make sure you go over to Substack and check out chief's corner as well what are the goals and predictions that's coming up later in the show the prime matchups that the chiefs have to win to get a w but right now on this this christmas eve as we're live, what the Chiefs get to unwrap tomorrow is a big box of opportunity. And that's the thing that I keep coming back to. They have a chance to really make a statement over a team that made a statement already in the AFC West last week. This is something that I think they can set the tone for themselves. It's not so much sending a message to the rest of the league. It's amping themselves up for what their personnel have to do in the coming weeks to get ready for the playoffs. I see it as a big box that could lead to bigger things. Where are you at? I, do, I agree with you. I think it could be a big box for them. It could be something that this is a huge, huge opportunity. They can go out and then they can win the AFC West this week. That is their goal from the start of the season. Obviously, their goal goes a lot further than that, but that's the first step in their goal. And they can complete that with two games to go after this game uh, and clinch the AFC West for the eighth straight time. Uh, and you have some guys that are going to be chasing some milestones in this one. Travis Kelsey could get, to, I think, to 1,000 yards in this game if he has a good game against the Raiders. Uh, you know, and Rasheed Rice needs a couple of more good games to have his chance to get to 1,000 yards as the first rookie wide receiver for the Chiefs to do it. So that's something to watch. I will say this, though. I'm curious what kind of gift Andy Reid and the Chiefs offense are going to try to give to the fans this time around because the last time they played on Christmas, we had Hungry Pig Rice. There's 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 a lot going on. There's the Raiders bring out secret fun plays. If you want to go see them in person, you can get with our friends at Game Time. Just go over there, 
Grab the app, create a login, use our code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. It's super, super last-minute tickets, it's lowest prices, and it's guaranteed. And I kind of like want to go do that right now today because you never know what you're going to see against a Raiders team. Yes, there was Hungry Pig. There was the Ring Around the Roses uh, last time they were in Vegas. Like there, there's, yep. there's enough here. End of the season in particular is where they pull out some of those things that they want the rest of the regular season I have to focus on, and they want the playoff teams to have to take a look at and waste time looking at the specialty plays. I personally feel like it should be something with McKinnon out, and we'll go over the injuries and the designations here for you in a moment. With McKinnon out, I think maybe could it be a direct snap to Clyde? Could it be something with the wide receivers? I, I think there's something brewing, but I'm not sure what it is. Do you have a feeling? I don't. I wish I could tell you I had a feeling as to what it's going to be. You're correct. Clyde's out, or sorry, not Clyde. Jarek is out. Uh, another injury is Tony's not going to be playing. So, and Hardman is not back from IR this week. So, you're in a situation where you're going to be down to five guys as your as your wide receivers. Uh, there's thoughts that maybe they're going to get into more two tight end sets. Uh, that would be something that I'd like to see. I think this would be la the last time that they can bring Daenerys Prince up from the practice squad. This would be number three. Uh, I don't know that they'll really get him involved, but considering they usually use three running backs. It's maybe. funny that you mentioned that. As of three minutes ago, Matt Derrick has has delivered to the interwebs. Uh, surprise move, Jarek McKinnon, two injured reserve for a minimum of four weeks as of this afternoon. Michael P. Ryan is elevated from the practice squad to replace him. And uh, as is Montreal Washington and Mike Pennell from the practice squad for the game against the Raiders. Those are just temporary elevations. So no, 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 no. Two of them are. P. Yeah, Ryan the is last actually two. a signing. Yeah, sorry. I just want to make that clear. Right. You said LA. Yeah, Pinnell Washington. Sorry. Yep, Pinnell and Washington are just for the week. But P. Ryan is to the 53 for McKinnon going to IR. I did not see that coming. It literally happened after we hit record here, folks. So I, I think what we're getting into is a little bit of a danger zone. Obviously, uh, Jerick McKinnon has been a big part of the offense the last couple of days. It kind of gives some spark when other guys were hurting. Who steps up and takes that on? I can't. I can't imagine it's going to be Prince and Piran. So it's got to be Clyde and Pacheco's a one-two punch, and that opportunity to sprinkle in those guys to get them some more reps, I think, just elongates what the running back core can do. That they have to do that going forward. Well, and I will be honest. I actually kind of like the move, and the reason I like the move is because McKinnon needs to get that groin right. If they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs, he needs to get the groin right. Yeah. So. At that point, he's been dealing with this for weeks. So put him, excuse me, I apologize, put him on IR and <laughs> take a chance at him being able to get the groin right over the next four weeks with no kind of, you know, playing or no, you know, practice or anything like that. So hopefully he's able to do that. We still don't know. And, and I still have the question if if the Chiefs could get to the one seed, is he eligible for the divisional championship or would it have to be the conference championship? But regardless, he's out for four weeks. At least and that's, it could be five uh, if they get to the one seat. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. A little bit caught off guard by that, but it is something that they've been prepared to roll with to this point. I think that they'll be all right trying to get it done. The question is, who has to win their matchups? What are the matchups that they have to have W's in, whether it's the running backs or other positions, in order to get their goal of, of just making sure that this is not much of a game at all and it is smooth sailing through the rest of the regular season towards the playoffs. They can do that, and I think that they can. But before we get to the matchups, we're going to give you a rundown of the action that you want to get in from our friends over at FanDuel. 
and the snow is not flying, but it is raining out there, and it's going to be an interesting game. But the NFL offers are still hot over on FanDuel. Right now, you can still get $150 in bonus bets coming back to you if you win a $5 money line bet free and easy over on FanDuel. That's $150 back in bonus bets if your team wins a $5 money line bet if you're thinking about joining FanDuel I know you've kind of been waiting on it and it's getting that point in the season where it's a lot more fun because all the games mean more and there's no better time to get in the action right now because of that the app's super easy to use and you can get in all the betting options whether it's spreads player props money lines obviously the overs the unders everything that you're looking for it's all at FanDuel.com slash locked on and he'll get this season going for you just as we head into the postseason I'm looking forward to it I hope that you are as well check out FanDuel.com slash locked on from FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. Matchups are matchups are matchups. And here's here's where it gets a little bit tricky because I would have told you until the news just a few minutes ago that Jerick McKinnon is not going to uh, be anywhere near available. Now they have to double down in case of injury, re-injury to Pacheco or new injury to Clyde. They have to have another backup back. So it's got to be P. Ryan, it's got to be Prince that they sprinkle some things in. And it was already going to be a focus for me in that I wanted them to attack the Raiders' defense with the run game. In I don't think it has to be special. I do think um, kind of a meat and potatoes approach of inside zone, outside zone, counter power, power goal line. Those are the four aspects of the run game that I really want to see them go. But that comes down to now you're using different people. And if you're going to attack someone on that defensive line, the guy that stands out to me is uh, John Jenkins. That I kind of want to run at him. I'd kind of like to get to the second level where some of the linebackers have been playing well overall. Uh, let's see. You got Masterson. Um, you got the, the song safety uh, divine. I feel pretty good about where he's at as well. But I think that you can make not only yardage, but first downs in the run game, and I think they ought to focus on it. I think Chris is going to agree with me. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with Pacheco coming back. I do think that uh, he is going to have a big part in this game plan, and I do think that they're going to try to get him involved, not just running but catching. And then you have Clyde Edwards-Lair, who showed that what he's able to do when he catches the ball in space last week. Uh, so I do think that using the running game or using – the running game, I guess I'll put it that way in quotation marks because Andy <laughs> looks at uh, passes to the flats as running plays. Uh, I right. do think that that's something that they should use and try to spread the Raiders out both horizontally and vertically. Now, I agree. Uh, Robert Splain's out there. I think the Chiefs exposed him a little bit in the running back passing game last time. I think they can double down on that. And I, from this point, whether whether it's Andy's version or the standard run, I, I'm okay with it. But the running backs do need to be involved. And I think that if you lead on that, especially early in this ballgame, you're going to get an opportunity to then get your chunks, get your options that I think Patrick is always looking for. But it's got to be basics first, like the, the I guess, like I said, the meat and potatoes, and then maybe you get to go for the dessert there at the end. Yeah, and – I think that they're going to have to try to go for the dessert at some point tomorrow. Uh, the Raiders are playing better than they were when they played the Chiefs last time. And one of the big things that we haven't talked about when you start looking at matchups is Max Crosby is going to be healthier. He's not healthy, but he's much healthier right. than he was the last time they played. And that's going to make a big difference as to how much he's going to be have to be able to get after the quarterback. And Mahomes is showing if you can give him a clean pocket for three to three and a half seconds, he can usually get things done. 
even with the shortcomings of the wide receiver room. But that's the big question is, can you get him that kind of time with Crosby rushing for, you know, against Jawan Taylor? Taylor is going to have a huge matchup this week. Yeah. And here's the thing. Yes, it, it is a big time thing. And I, I do think that Jawan Taylor has to bring his A game to be prepared for Max Crosby. But I also feel like if I'm the Raiders and if I'm Antonio Pierce in particular, I want to get my best guy on their most suspect offensive lineman. And that means flipping Max to the far side and trying to go at Wanya Morris. We're not going to see Donovan Smith in this ballgame. It is going to be Wanya Morris. And I think that that's probably the more intense matchup for me because it is a complete lack of experience against a guy that does – power and in particular long arm power maybe better than anybody in the league right now going up Wani Morris who has shown that power is the the aspect of a pass rush that he struggles with a little bit so I expect to see Max flipped over to the right hand side of the defense going against the left tackle for the majority of the day because I think that's where they see their best option to try to get at Mahomes man I could see it I it just they don't seem to flip him very much uh, it makes a lot of sense to go against Crosby, or I'm sorry, it makes a lot of sense to go against Wanya Morris, uh, and that makes a ton of sense from the Raiders' perspective. They just don't seem to go that direction very often, and I'm curious to see if they will do it this week. But one of the things that we've talked about already is the running backs, and that to me is actually something else that could come into this Max Crosby versus or anybody else on the defensive in line against the Chiefs is the running backs have to be ready to prepare, have to be prepared to pick up blitzes and to pick up guys coming out around the edge that they're supposed to be helping with. That is one of the things that Jared McKinnon has been fantastic at for Kansas City for so long and will be sorely missed in this game. Clyde Edwards Alaire, P. Ryan, and Pacheco all have to be ready in pass protection. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to be able to pick up the first downs with someone else. We all know what Rasheed Rice has been doing. She Rice has to continue to do that, and you have to continue to feed him. You have to continue to feed Travis Kelsey, who has a, has a way of going and getting the Raiders a little bit. But if you have the time, you also have to find someone to be a third fiddle. With Kadarius Toney out, with Sky Moore on IR, it becomes who else can stand up? Is it going to be Justin Watson or MBS, who we've seen be prolific at times in terms of being uh, the number two re uh, receiver target behind Travis Kelsey or something like that? Or does it get a little bit different? With Montreal Washington coming up, you expect to get him some wide receiver reps. Obviously, Richie James is in the mix, and I hope that he is the third fiddle guy that you look to move the chains with, that you look to take advantage of the attention that will go to Rice and Kelsey. I think you have to feed Rice, and then you have to come right back off of it in targeting Richie James. Yeah, I know, and I think that one of the reasons Washington's up is because they're looking at him as being the primary returner, and I don't think James is going to get any returns at all. I think he's probably going to get, I'm hoping, 20 to 25, maybe even 30 snaps. Uh, he needs to be somebody that they use in this offense, mainly because, and unfortunately it's the reality, but mainly because they don't exactly know what they have in him. He's played, but he hasn't played a ton. He, has, he was out for a very long time, and they've given him – very few snaps in the snaps he's gotten he's done he's done pretty well in production but you have to play him more you have to see if he can be a guy that can get you uh you know maybe 100 yards in a game when they're going after kelsey and uh, rice consistently i mean that's a possibility with any of the wide receivers on this group because mahomes is going to throw it to who's open and to who he trusts 
if James gets enough snaps, maybe he could be that guy. You got to find out this week. Yeah, and you got to find out how you can move him around. Uh, Amik Robertson is going to have his hands full with Shee Rice, you know, in a body type issue. Uh, Amik will play overly aggressive. I think there'll be opportunity to go over the top of him. I think Richie James has a, a a different but a welcome matchup as well because I think he can then also, if he gets out on the outside, attack Robertson in a different way, especially knowing that the, the physicality will be there against Rice. I think he's going to have an opportunity to shake him loose and really attack the middle of the field between the hashes. Um, you also have a young guy in Shakurin Bennett who's been playing pretty good for the Raiders, but I do think he is susceptible uh, to some of the more uh, crafty veteran-type moves that I, I would also look at trying to pepper the two of them until you see what you can get away with and then really manipulate the underneath routes in order to get a chunk play over the top. Yeah, and we're sitting here talking about all the matchups on the offensive side. I think we need to flip it over to the defense for just a moment. Uh, you know, you look at what, how this game plan went the last time the Chiefs played the Raiders, and it was Devontae Adams going against LeJarrius Sneed. And go back to that game plan. Go watch the first half. It looked like Sneed was going to get blown up that day. I'm just being real. He had, what, 75 yards in the first half? But then they made adjustments in the second half, and he wasn't targeted again. That is what they're going to need from Snead from the start to slow this offense down because you're going to have to choose, are you going to slow down the running game? Because I do think Josh Jacobs will have a bigger effect on this game than uh, you would expect just because he's coming back from injury and they're expecting him to play. Uh, I do think they're going to try to get him the ball often. Uh, and then you're looking at the other guys that they have at wide receiver. Hunter Renfro is a guy that they've started using since Pierce has come back. And they still have Jacoby Myers as well. And they're tied in. <laughs> I mean, you have weapons on that on that offense, so you have to make sure that you got uh, Devontae Abbs taken care of because you can probably use double teams on Myers if you need to and take him away, which then leaves you to the point where you are trying to figure out how to guard Hunter Renfro and Michael Meyer versus trying to guard all four of them because I do think Snead is going to have the ability to shut down Adams to some extent. Limit him, that's for sure. Uh, I look forward to seeing like just how much they throw at him uh, of Snead and the physicality part because I think that's a really, really interesting matchup for a guy who's trying to make a little bit of noise here uh, before free agency as well. But what are the goals for the team overall, particularly on the defensive side? There's a couple of things they're going to hinge on this ballgame. We're going to get to those coming up next. I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. If you're looking for tickets for this game, you need to go check out Game Time. They can get you last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. Lots of different options to get you tickets to this Chiefs game on Christmas. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in two seconds with two taps. Game time is the place to go and get your tickets to enjoy this Raiders game on Christmas Day. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL. That's L O C K E D O N N F L for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time Today app and last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. As we take a look at what the most 
important aspects of this game, the goals to go uh, for the Chiefs versus Raiders here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's your team every day for free on every platform. Make sure that you're subscribed here on YouTube and checking out Spotify as well as Apple and all the Audible uh, type sites uh, that you can get our feed for free. Uh, I think it's important to, to understand who you're going against. This is an interim head coach. This is a young quarterback. And I think if you just take a look at what they were able to do on a very successful day against uh, the Los Angeles Chargers the last time, what it comes down to is it, it feeds right into Steve Spagnuolo and what he wants to do. The least effective portion of Aiden O'Connell's game was when he was blitzed. And so I think you're going to see a heavy volume of all kinds of crazy spags, blitzes. Yes, Trent McDuffie will be chasing him down. I expect Legereus need to as well. I also feel like Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, maybe even Drew Tranquil will be blitzing as well, depending on how they rotate. I expect the Raiders to try to come out and use Josh Jacobs to try to keep them in base. So you might get a little bit of Leo Chanel as well. But it comes down to this. Uh, his last week against the Chargers, uh, uh, with the two uh, outside pass rusher tandem, his completion percentage dropped to 45% when under pressure. And specifically when blitzed, he, uh, I think he threw for four touchdowns. He got one of them in that particular situation. And he had the second lowest yards per attempt when blitzed. So I think this is a big green light for Steve Spagnuolo. Well, and you know he likes the blitz regardless. So yeah. uh, you're in a situation where this is exactly what he wants to do. He wants to put pressure on QBs. He wants to uh, give his secondary uh, a little bit of added help because, I mean, if you blitz somebody and you make him make a bad throw, maybe you can get a turnover. That's exactly what this team wants to do. They want to be able to play fast. They want to be able to attack. And I'm curious if they put Josh Jacobs in this game and they try to keep Kansas City in their regular – uh, you know, four three defense. Maybe they take Chanel off the field and they put in Tranquil anyway, I, because that gives you flexibility. And I'm not saying anything bad against Chanel, but he doesn't have the ability to cover like Tranquil does. And you, if you have that ability on the field at times, maybe that gives you the ability to send guys from different directions. In uh, Tranquil, one of his best qualities is how smart he is in the when it comes to football and his ability to attack, his ability to fill in for Bolton when Bolton was out, having Bolton in this game is actually a very huge key because he is going to be key in stopping the run. So lots of different things here going into this one. And, and that's what I think the defensive game plan ought to be is go a little bit old school, do what Gunther did back in the day, take away the run first and then worry about where Devontae Adams is and where Michael Mayer is and, and, I think those two are the bigger threats to me, but you know, we can we can organize them however you want. But I do think it is basics for Antonio Pierce in particular and for protecting your quarterback. I do think they want to establish that run for themselves. Jacobs has, has sometimes had some some good games against the Chiefs, and I think if whether you're blitzing or not with Bolton's presence, stopping the run first, especially say the first two drives, I think has to be critical to setting the tempo for what the rest of the ball game is. Well, and you talk about stopping the run and, and for the first two drives, the, the bigger question to me is, can Kansas City get out to a fast start? If the Chiefs can find a way to get off to a fast start and maybe you find a way to keep them, maybe they get a first down or two with the first couple of drives. It doesn't really matter if they're still punting and not scoring points. If you can get them to where they're not scoring points for first several drives and you get up 10-0 or 14-0 or something similar, they're not going to be able to run the ball much anymore. So that's going to help you in your defense regardless. Yeah. 
Yeah. Situationally, if you can get them out of that, I, I think you're in good shape. If they're passing from a, a desperation or from a, a standpoint where they have to move the ball through the air, that plays into what the Chiefs want. It allows them to set up and tee off. And I expect days from a Menahue. Uh, I think George Karloftis might be in for a nice day. I like that matchup as well. There's there's plenty of, I think, room for them to mix things up without divulging anything for the postseason. So I think this is setting up to be a nice Christmas present for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think folks in Vegas are going to be very happy. As this all comes down, for me, I think it is a, a little bit of a different situation. The preparation will be there. I expect the Chiefs to be more focused than maybe the Raiders are, given where they are. In the end, I don't think there's any way that the Raiders can match the firepower here. It may be uh, – I'm going to revise my prediction from RGR the other day because I do want to make it a little bit more specific. I think it's 31-21 Chiefs, and I don't think that it is a 10-point game going into the fourth quarter. I think the Raiders have to play catch-up just to get there. What's your prediction for this ballgame? Well, I'm going to go a little bit different, and I'm going to say probably closer to 28-17 would be my guess. I think Kansas City is going to win this game. I do think it's going to be probably a two-score game at the end of the game. Uh, whether or not it's a two-score game going into the fourth quarter is a whole different issue. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs are the better team. They just have to play play like it. And that's what we've been watching for and waiting for this entire season is can they play a clean game? Well, at this point, you have several guys that have caused issues in the past not going to be in this game. Kadarius Tony, you know, he's played well. He's had moments for the Chiefs, but not this season necessarily. He's not going to be in this game. So is it going to be a situation where you're not turning over the ball uh, because of a stupid drop at a, at a in opportune time that's a big key don't give the Raiders a short field they will score on short fields uh, if you make them drive the entire length of the field I think that you have to feel pretty good about your chances there the question I have for you I'm going to set it at one and a half are you going over or under on number of of trick plays the Chiefs run in this game as a Christmas I present I think one's going to be enough I, I will take the under I don't think they're going to have to pull out all the stops on this one <laughs> Well, I don't, I'm not saying I think they have to pull out the stops. I just think that they're going to try to have fun, and I think that they're going to uh, you know, really give the opportunity to, for their guys to maybe do a couple of things in this game that normally they wouldn't do. It's Christmas, uh, and I think they're going to give a Christmas present to Chiefs Kingdom. So uh, I'm going to take the over. I think that there's probably multiple different plays that they're going to run that aren't just kind of in the standard set of plays. Okay, well, we'll see if you're right. If we get a little stocking stuffer as long as uh, as a nice big box under the tree. We hope that you all enjoy your holiday, and I know it's going to be an interesting morning. Uh, a lot of us uh, getting up early, kids, etc., and then joining us for the ball game. We will be live for you in our normal post game. We will try to have that uh, up and running and, and ready for you as soon as you're happy, because I know you got to get back to other things. So we want to wish uh, Merry Christmas and, and Happy Holidays to all of you out there in Chief Kingdom. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully Santa will be on time tonight, and everybody will be ready for the ball game tomorrow. Yeah, I hope so, and I do think that, that we're going to have a big present under the tree from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and company. I am ready for it. Hope you are too, Chiefs Kingdom. Make sure you like, sub, and hit that bell. Check out Locked On Sports today if you're looking for more sports action all day today as you get ready for the holiday. Enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you post-game live.